Content creation is an essential part of marketing in this day and age. We need content to create awareness. We need content that must be delivered to those who are in the consideration phase, and we need content to help us with conversion. Today, I'm joined by VP of Marketing Communications, Brianna Francis from Visit York County in South Carolina. Brianna, thank you for being here today. It's great to be here from hot and humid South Carolina. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm over here in Kansas, and it's also quite hot <laughs> and humid. This is the first week where it's been absolutely reasonable. We can go outside and do something without melting down. But uh, I'm really excited uh, to learn from you today. And I know our audience is going to receive many, many great action items. And before we get to that, though, uh, we'd like to get to know you uh, a little bit more. So my first question, uh, as I would like to ask you about your uh, your 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 career path to becoming a VP of Marketing Communications. So can you please uh, walk us through that and uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so I think a lot of people have kind of a linear path into tourism and mine was kind of like here, there and everywhere. Um, I started out actually, I'm from Indiana. I went to Indiana University, I'm a Hoosier and I studied broadcast journalism. TV news was always my first love. And so I actually started my career in that. Um, I started my first job in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, um, fresh out of college, and I would cut my teeth as a young reporter there, and then I moved up to the Greenville-Spartanburg area and was there for five years at the CBS affiliate there. Um, I got out of news, had no clue what I wanted to do, and I ended up in tourism by accident. Um, the director here, my president and CEO, Billy Dunlap, I had known him from my uh, previous news life, and he said, I've got a job in social media, what do you think? Well, I knew social media from news, I didn't know tourism at all, and it was a great way to actually get an introduction to what we do here in the tourism world, um, and my predecessor left for another great position in Charlotte, and so I was able to move up into this role, and I've been here for just over a year. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, that's one of the things I've really enjoyed. You know, I went to uh, J school at the University of Kansas and uh, I heard great things. I heard great things about Bloomington as well. That was always a, a consistent uh, thing we would hear about, like uh, the great uh, the great facilities over there. Yeah. And uh, I've been to Bloomington many times and what a fun town to, to go visit. All right, well, let's get into it about the kind of the content creation portion. Um, so I looked at your website uh, over there at York County and you post a lot of great content, a lot of very, very interesting. And I think if people want to, you know, get to know a lot of uh, great ideas and a lot of like strategy, you should go check out uh, Brianna Francis's uh, blog at Visit York County and, and uh, check it out. We'll have a link in the description as well, but you post a lot of content around identifying creative and fun ways to explore the area. Can you take us through the brainstorming and content creation process uh, and how you get to these ideas? Yeah, so when I started here three years ago, we had one blog and it was actually a press release that had been turned into a blog about a singular event. And what I realized was that we had a lot of information about all the great things to do, but it wasn't being presented in a way that people could take in that information and then go do it immediately or take one piece out of it that they wanted to do immediately. Um, we realized that the traveler has limited resources um, of, and locations of places that they can go visit, but they want it to be spelled out for them. So you're going to be more on the top of their list on a place to visit if it's already laid out on exactly what they want to do. Um, so we started thinking like a visitor. 
Um, and it's great to be able to be new to this area and new to Rock Hill. So we started going through what were our new experiences when we moved here? Um, what are things that I wanna learn about? And I started experiencing them in the same way and writing those blogs. Um, and that really then led us to our content creation kind of platform and how we, and how we operate. That is, uh, yeah, that is great. I, I, I mean, if I may point out um, kind of a consistent strategy that I've experienced as well in uh, kind of the content creation world, uh, we talk about extracting information specifically from a newsletter, like focusing on one specific thing, an action item like that. Uh, I mean, I guess this is a good uh, place to identify an action item for anyone listening who maybe works in a company with a newsletter or a blog, or maybe some content that's from the previous, uh, from, from previous, uh, you know, uh, pushing it out live is identify, go back, go back through and identify one specific thing, because you're right, it can be kind of convoluted and get, I can get kind of buried, was buried the lead, right? Like you can, you can focus on this one thing and get into it as opposed to like, there's a lot of stuff we're going to get through here. And, um, yeah, I think in Lawrence here in Lawrence, uh, the newspaper does that as well. It says uh, like on the front page, it says best bets. And it gives like for the best yeah. bets for the, for that evening. Uh, so, well, yeah. something we realized was that, you know, in tourism and I, and I witnessed this a lot that we aren't pushing a narrative that we aren't being similar to a news cycle or similar to these like new newsy blogs that happen. 6am city is a great example of that. They're everywhere now. So I was like, there is no real conversation set about what we need to talk about besides these ridiculous social media holidays, right? National ice cream day or whatever. So I said, let's be the news. Let's create what that content is and that schedule so that people are ingesting and feeling like it's new and necessary. And then you're going to get the page views off of that. You have to have, people have, have to have a reason of why they're needing to read this right now. So the relevancy piece is what really drives our content creation. Well, so that seems like you, uh, I mean, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were trying to identify kind of, uh, when you say let's be the news, you're identifying opportunities to get the word out to people. And that sounds like uh, quite a bit of a legwork right there. Like, is it, how, do you, how do you collect that information? Is it like reaching out or like, how do you collect that, that kind of stuff? So it's really getting a pulse on your community and what people are doing in the moment. Um, the way I work with my social media team is to make sure that we're talking about it in a seasonal form. So we know that people experience our destination differently depending on what season we're in. So we talk about what are people eating and drinking during this season? What are they experiencing on the waterways? What are they experiencing here? And then out of that, we're driving those conversations because that's what people are talking about. That is great. Yeah, the season, like, I, I do like that seasonality as like a, I mean, there's, and the season is it, does it go beyond like just weather season? I and mean, we could do a sports seasons, right? Would that be a way to think about it as well? Or absolutely. Uh, like you're, we're talking Super Bowl, we're talking kickoff of football. Um, we've got big BMX or disc golf world championship here in Rock Hill. So we know when those key dates are, and those aren't going to change. And we can create content for those, but then also push them around. Okay, so NFL season is here, um, but so is pumpkin beer season for all of our breweries, right? So here's eight pumpkin beers that you have to try on our local breweries to take to your next tailgate. Something like that that's connecting people back to something they're already doing. That's great. Yeah, that, that 
that uh, kind of dovetails nicely into my next question. I think you just kind of led into it. And I also want to point out that uh, now nowadays, right, it's a uh, first in August and over here in Lawrence uh, in Kansas, it's uh, back to school season. I think it's probably like that nationwide, right? Yeah. So we're back to school season. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's one way to think about it. a person like me, I get stuck on season, I get stuck on weather, but that's not, I don't think that's the right mindset to have. Like, I think we got to ex expand things a little bit, like you just said. Well, yeah. even talking about back to school, you know, if parents are thinking I've got one week left, well, that brings our bucket list blog back up, right? Like what were you trying to accomplish in, over summer that you didn't get to? Oh. So it's those pieces that are going to always be in your toolbox, but you can utilize them for those different seasons. And then those seasons overlap. That in that, yeah, exactly. That's, that's great. The dovetails into this. Basically, the next question, you just gave two great examples about like between like best beers and bucket list. I guess uh, <laughs> the question next is what do you look for when identifying the next blog or piece of content to post on your website or social media? Um, if you're not diving into your Google Analytics and looking at what people are searching for, then you're not doing this right, right? So if I know people are searching a certain community, if I know they're searching, you know, waterways right now, then that means that we need to deliver some kind of blog that is talking about those waterways. Um, I also, you know, look back, not just right now, but a year ago, what were my trends on my website a year ago? So we are known as Football City USA. We've driven out more NFL talent per capita than any other town in, in the country. So last year, Benjamin Watson, or two years ago, Benjamin Watson said he was from Football City USA on Sunday night football. And that drove 30,000 people to our website in one night. So now I know football season's coming back up. We need to start ramping up and talking about our celebrities who are the, from that Football City USA. Um, so really not just digging into what people are looking at now, but what did people look at during this time last year and even in 2019, because we all know that COVID um, created some really weird skews. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it, it, it uh, yeah, the pandemic obviously uh, shook everyone and it shook the whole system. And uh, here we are now, um, you know, doing our best with what we can. And, but what's great about like the kind of way, I, I like what you started saying earlier with uh, the Google analytics and identifying what they're searching for. And I see kind of two, uh, kind of two uh, uh, kind of uh, strategies here. Maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is kind of the, what are people searching? What are they looking for? And we all know there's some tools out there we can use uh, like a, a keyword planner in Google. I don't know if you use uh, any specific tool. I use SEMrush uh, for kind of like the paid, the, the, the premium services. Uh, but, uh, and, and there's also, uh, you talked about, uh, you know, like following like someone that went hit, was on the news, did a news hit and, or did the uh, football hit or whatever on the, on the television. And then they're searching, seeking you out. And that's kind of like a trend, like following a trend. I don't know if that's, if I'm saying that right, but there's reacting yeah. or following that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's reacting, it's also um, being relevant, right? It's, it's that buzz of what are people discussing and how do, how do we as tourism fit in that conversation and not just in the conversation for the moment, but how do we get them to click to a second page so that then they're planning that vacation? It's great for them to learn about who our Football City USA stars are, but how can we connect it back to our destination and still get to the heart of getting people to book a hotel room night? Yeah, and I guess that kind of rolls into the brainstorming session of like, okay, so if we're talking about football city, maybe what is a football fan who likes to travel and look at who's a huge NFL fan? Like, well, I got to go see football city. Why would I, I have to see that? It's like Graceland or it's like, uh, you know, uh, Cleveland for the, the rock and roll hall of fame. Right. So uh, that's, that's where my mind immediately goes to, but yeah, I guess, I guess before, uh, 
I, I'm an NFL fan. I guess I got to check out the city too before it's too late. Because I got to get, get out there. Um, well, that's great. There's a lot of great information there. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit here. Um, now, this kind of gets a little bit, uh, I would say a little bit more into your role uh, as a as a journalist. Uh, maybe, uh, I mean, I, this is actually gonna help me a lot because I think I need, I need a little bit of work on this. Uh, it's about making pitches. And, you know, as you know, I don't know if you have uh, what, what your uh, experience is with this, uh, but I do know in content creation, there is a, a, the process of guest posting and guest blogging opportunities to help, you know, uh, get your name out there, maybe just collaborations with other websites and, and, and you know, and, and share an audience out there. So I just want to ask you, uh, what do you look for in making the perfect pitch? Uh, and that might appeal to another website or, or, or another entity? Yeah, so we don't do, uh, that's kind of a twofold question, right? So we do have guest bloggers on our website. Typically, I pair those with influence, micro influencers, people who have less than 10,000 followers. It's a great way for them to get an introduction to blogging. They're also looking for exposure. And then you in turn can promote them as well. They're giving you the photos that they've taken inside your destination and you're promoting them in that same sense. Um, but they're also giving great traction to your, to your different places. One of them, um, we we have a Yoko Brew Trail. So a local guy that loves our breweries and is really passionate about it, but he's more of a micro influencer, but has great engagement on his channel. He was able to write two blogs for us about like what his favorite six pack is um, from all these different breweries. So we were able to utilize that in multiple formats um, and also promote his channel as well, who gives back on a regular basis to our breweries. Um, this kind of goes in the same facet as ambassador programs. And I think those are fantastic for local destinations. Tapping into what your locals are doing here and what they're passionate about is going to really shine through for your visitors. Um, but as far as pitching um, out to outside journalism, you know, th that's my bread and butter of what I love to do is interact with journalists on this side. Um, I think COVID has offered PR professionals a unique opportunity to dust off our own skills um, when it comes to journalism. So, you know, it, there were a lot of times where journalists couldn't come to our area and you're, I'm shooting B-roll for them, right, on my phone. And I'm sending them that, uh, that content, which is more likely to end up on their airwaves because I've given them something and a product ready to air. Um, additionally, you know, I think that a lot of people undervalue the local media. We're so focused on travel writers, so focused on outside things. Um, we're blessed to have the Charlotte market right nearby, which is a target market for visitors for us, but they're not always spending the night. So I pulled all of our advertising dollars out of Charlotte immediately um, coming in the, this role and then was able to really focus in on earned media in the Charlotte market. So now we're being talked about every week or every other week in the Charlotte media. Um, and we're still getting that Google search up about like what's happening in Rock Hill, what's happening in Fort Mill. Um, but we're not having to spend any money on trips for travel media. So that has really helped our earned media go up. And it's also giving us um, day trippers, um, but we're not having to spend a dime on it. That's great. So when it comes to it, uh, kind of getting that earned media, uh, is it uh, like creating the content first, getting, getting videos, packaging it all together and sending an email like with a, like some sort of like, hey, this would be useful in this section of your website or this section of the newspaper or something like that? Um, it's more so seeing, you know, it's a lot of talking about that relevancy again, right? It's talking about, um, you know, when you need to understand that when journalists 
go into their editor or go into their morning meetings to pitch stories for the day or pitch stories for the week, the first question they're going to get back is, why do people care about this? Um, why is it so important in a space where we are overstimulated with news? Why is this piece so important that we need to take time to put it on our air, to, to put it in our newspaper? Why do I need to dedicate resources to that? And if you can't answer that question before you send the email, then you shouldn't send it. Um, I think that it's also realizing that you need multiple pitches when you're going in because they may not like that idea, but they may latch on to something else. Um, I mean, this is, this is a classic example of what journalists do when they go into their pitch meeting. It's called the four burners. So on all four burners of your stove, you have an idea ready to go. Three of them may be evergreen and one may be like very time sensitive. So giving all of those ideas or having them all ready to go will give your journalists a, a better chance of success to, to write a story about your destination. Oh, that's, that's great. I, yeah, I like that burner stove uh, metaphor. Oh, I just had a flashback to journalism school. I'm sorry, I just remembered. Uh, did, you, did you learn what- Is that uh, a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good one. It's a good one. I remember <laughs> this one. Uh, tip yeah. cup. Tip cup? Ever heard of that? Okay, it's a, it's a tip cup. Okay, timely impact. I may have missed that 8 a.m. class. <laughs> <laughs> it was it stands for timely impact prominence. Uh, the C I don't I can't remember. Unusual is the U and T is I, something like that. But it's like uh, it, you need to fit into a few of those. Uh, I'll have to, I'll post that in the, the summary section so I can remember it. But oh, when I go. When you come into like, why do people care about this? I remember the the TIP CUP uh, was part of like, you better be able to match up to a few of these whenever you're making the pitch. Uh, but yeah, the in the four burners thing. But yeah, no, yeah, no. Remembering college and journalism school, that was a fun time. I had a lot of fun and and even had a, oh my gosh, I, I, even though I was on the marketing side, I still got had a lot of fun uh, just talking about politics and talking about news on the other side. And oh, I miss those days sometimes. But politics play into what we do here in tourism as well, right? Like you have to understand um, in today's uh, space of social media, if there's something going on in your community and your destination, you know, what you have planned for that day is like, go take your dog to the dog park. It, are you taking up space on social media that it doesn't need to be there in that moment? Um, understanding where your voice is and when your voice is necessary is so important. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that comes with, uh, you know, there's, there's a part of that that seems like it's part of living, living your life and paying attention. And also there's research elements to that. It kind of goes back to maybe Google Analytics. What are people searching for? What do they want to do? What do they think is important to them? And, you know, just, I guess, just heightened awareness and being very aware and, and, uh, and being immersed, immersed in the culture. So um, all great. Uh, so this is okay. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, again, thank you for being here. We are with uh, Brianna Francis, uh, the VP of Marketing Communications at Visit Visit Your County in South Carolina, and we are switching gears a little bit. Um, I want to talk about in destination uh, marketing. Uh, I think uh, you refer to it as in destination awareness. I I, I wonder if that's the same thing. Uh, I think yes. if not, there's probably a lot of crossover. The Venn diagram is probably very <laughs> very very close, but maybe there's a little bit of difference there. So. And lately, we've been talking to a lot of people uh, in the industry about in-destination marketing, and uh, and has become you know kind of a, a consistent uh, thread we, we we hear a lot here. Uh, so I guess I want to ask you, what do you think are some of the best practices when it comes to in-destination awareness or in-destination marketing, and uh, maybe what do you think is often overlooked uh, as part of the process? 
Yeah, so I think a lot of CVBs that are our size are given such a limited dollar amount. The main thing you look at is how can I make this dollar stretch outside of my destination to bring in um, visitors. But what you don't realize is if you're, you know, if you're putting a sign up on your main street, a, a sandwich board per se with a QR code on it that leads back to your website, the chances are that you have visitors coming in on the weekends, right? And they're going to utilize your services to find something that's not right in front of their face. Or maybe they didn't know that you existed as a CVB before getting to your destination. Um, In-market awareness is something we've been working on for three years. And I, I agree with you, it's been a huge buzzword during the pandemic. Um, but what we saw was we are a heavy youth amateur sports destination. So we had thousands of people coming in, even during the pandemic, to play AAU basketball, volleyball, BMX, all of these youth amateur sports. So we were like, okay, well, we don't have the problem of not having visitors. We have the visitors. How do we get them to extend their vacation while they're here or do additional things? So I really think looking at partnering with, um, we partnered with Rock Hill Parks Recreation and Tourism, which is the city PRT organization to partner on paying for signage inside these facilities, just sandwich boards, political yard sign type things that we can put out at all these facilities with QR codes on them that lead back to our website. Now it was about $5,000 to print all this stuff, but now they're permanent pieces that sit out in all these locations that don't go bad, right? It's just generic, find things to do, eat, drink nearby, scan it, go to our website and you've got it. And we've had great success with it. Um, and it's probably something that will continue. Additionally, we geofenced our sports facilities and sent digital ads to those who we knew were here because we saw a value in them utilizing our resources to plan another trip. Yeah, I'm envisioning a lot of families. Uh, if you're talking about youth sports, that means a lot of families coming to town. And if they're new to the area, well, where would we take the kids to go get some food? Maybe something that is not where there's something to eat that we don't have where we're from. And that's where this comes into play. And I got to say, one of the things that came out of the pandemic that um, I find interesting was the QR code ut utilization. Because every restaurant I went to with their menus, um, I mean, I'll, I'll say to, I'll say to representing myself here, I, I did not I did not ever use the QR code on my mobile device. And they're like, just take out your camera and use it. I'm like, oh, I don't need to download an app or anything. I'm like, no, it does it automatically. Yeah. It just does it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Or I did not know that. And I would not have normally known that uh, because of the situation we've been in the last 18 months. And uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The skills we learn when we're hungry, we'll learn how to scan a QR code. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's become a survival instinct now, so I better get on board with this. Uh, but yeah, now now we're seeing that, the, I mean, at least I can only speculate. I've not read any uh, data on this, but I feel like now we're all more comfortable with the QR code experience. And that does mean open a lot of opportunities for signage, uh, what you're talking about for restaurants that people like, I, I, I envision my, my, my parents or I envision my sisters and like bringing their kids there. I'm like, maybe they didn't use it utilize it before uh but that's great so it's you know identifying opportunities for uh you know like getting people the messages where they are and that's uh, yeah that's uh, what we preach over here as well um and and i guess the second part i wanted to make sure i, I got this covered uh in terms of in destination marketing uh the cvbs uh and, and maybe the people you've talked to is there anything that you ever see that maybe is overlooked a little too often in the process 
Um, I think that kiosks are still very relevant. And I think that your destination guide is relevant. Um, you know, we really debated, uh, I, you know, I just ordered a bunch of destination guides getting ready to plan for ours for 2022. And um, many were stapled with, we didn't print a new guide in 2021. Um, I know that that was an easy place for a lot of CBBs to cut costs. We went forward with ours. Um, and we only printed 10,000 copies. We were like, we don't know if people are even going to want to touch something that's paper, pick it up, go into places that it has the habit. Um, and we ended up going through 10,000 copies from January to March. So we had to reorder immediately, which is a record for us. Um, the great news is what we did this year was actually put it in businesses or high traffic areas that we know visitors are. So not just keeping stacks here, waiting for people to request them and then send them out. We actually put them in places outside of our hotels where we knew our sports visitors were frequenting um, a busy boutique that's just right around the corner from our indoor center. Um, and they go through 150 guides every month and a half. So we're seeing that turnover happen and people are utilizing those guides to find things to do in the area. So I think while we're all looking at these digital options, mobile apps, et cetera, which we use, don't discount the physicality of a great guide um, for people who are here in your destination. And I want to point out uh, in terms of the importance of kiosks uh, here at Hoopboard, we did not pay Brianna to say that. Uh, that was an authentic response and, and absolutely right. Yes, that this is a great way for people to engage. And uh, you're right. It's just getting the best content to them where they are. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, people, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to hear, I'm happy to hear that, you know, we're getting out safely and people are moving around and, and doing things again, uh, like in the summertime, uh, they're you're going through brochures and people are engaging and doing things. And that just makes me, makes me happy to see life is uh, people are living life. And that's, that's what we want to see. And that brings us to this part of the interview that I really enjoy. It's the uh, two questions. Uh, we'd like to make these 60 seconds long. Um, Brianna, I hope that's okay. But this is more kind of a social media shareable thing. It's, and it also goes back to what you were talking about earlier from the newsletter, like plucking out one specific thing uh, for us to focus on. So uh, I think this might work well uh, with kind of what we've been talking about. Uh, so with that, is that okay if I go ahead and throw you the first question for 60 seconds? Ready, let's do it. Okay, question one. What is your absolute best tip you can give to any content creator? My best tip is to plug in with whoever you're trying to promote. So for us, it's all of our attractions, our hotels and our restaurants. If you are, my entire Facebook feed is not family and friends. It's all, I like all of their pages and interact and engage with them. You cannot come to a social media platform and expect to just post and leave. You have to interact with those people that you're wanting that engagement back from because they want to see that you're invested as well. Um, and that goes the same with, with influencers and journalists. They want to see that you're invested in, in their product and what they do. Great. All right. And for the final question, and you know, I think you've already addressed this, but this might be a great way to maybe put it together in a maybe a short package that we can, we can put together and send out. Uh, and for the final question, what do you think is the most overlooked thing in in-destination awareness? I think the most overlooked thing for in-destination awareness is really just making sure 
that the partnerships that you could be having outside of just your hospitality partners are engaged. Um, making sure that everyone understands the value of what tourism can do for your organization. So this is not outward facing advertising. These are inward relationships that you're working on, whether it's somebody who's bringing a manufacturing company to your, to your area or somebody who's just opened a new hotel. Everyone needs to understand the value of tourism and how it impacts the entire destination so that you have a backing when you need it um, for whatever project you're going forward on. That's great stuff. All right, Brianna Francis, VP of Marketing Communications. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today on the Hoopboard Visitor Information and Destination Marketing Podcast. Uh, do you have any uh, social medias or websites you'd like to uh, throw out there right now? Well, I wouldn't be in marketing if I didn't tell you. Visit York County. You can follow us on any uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we're now on the TikTok. So I, I just showed my age, right? I called it the TikTok. So <laughs> we are on TikTok. Visit York County SC. Um, and we hope that you're inspired to start planning a vacation. That's awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, quite frankly, if you're an NFL fan, I don't see how you don't visit York County in South Carolina. So get yourself there, find them on social media and also find us on social media. Uh, we are also on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. And uh, yeah, so once again, Brianna, thank you for joining us. And I look forward to uh, maybe sitting down and chatting again in the future. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you. Thank you for watching this clip of the Hoopboard Visitor Information and Destination Marketing Podcast. If you liked what you saw, please consider subscribing to the podcast. You can find us on all the popular platforms for podcasts like Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google. And while you're there, please consider leaving us a five-star review and a nice comment. You can also find us on YouTube, so please subscribe to us there. You'll find consistently updated content with the latest interviews, tips, tricks, ideas, anything that's relevant to the visitor information and destination marketing industry. Thank you for listening.